BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. God loves me. God freaking loves me. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. No, you guys, I was so excited to record to you about BravoCon. It was all set up here technical fucking difficulties and I talked to you for about 35 minutes before realizing that my audio was fucking off and I just had to check again that everything's okay before I I don't know I'm just like scared shitless now that I'm not recording again but don't worry I am still enthusiastic I just got off my BravoCon freaking high I wanted to tell you all about it I promise I would tell you all about it I want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast, who follows me on Instagram. You were with me this weekend at BravoCon. You were part of me. You were inside of me. That sounds kind of sick. But seriously, I went alone and it's not an easy feat for me. And you all supported me so freaking much. You were there with me. I didn't go alone. I went with not skinny, but not fat Instagram followers, podcast listeners. All right, you guys. So we're going to give you all the motherfucking say. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. All right, so just to backtrack a little bit, uh, for those who don't know, I'm a certified revaholic, okay? Okay, so just, you know, I'm you in that. You know, I always watched like Housewives, but Vanderpump Rules was really where I was born into a certified revaholic. Hashtag VPR ambassador, hashtag blessed. Um, no, but seriously, one of you guys about a year and a half ago was like, do you watch VPR? And I was like, no, like, why would I? And then I did, and then my life fucking change. I've recapped all the seasons on my Instagram stories. I've realized that it is the best um, reality show on television. It is a shit show. It gives you everything you want, need, crave, and more. That's where my real like love affair with Bravo started. And that's where I think Bravo recognized me because I was like, hey, um, possibly doing the best promotional work for Bravo ever. No, but I think Bravo just realized also its power and its cult-like following and the people that were kind of like influencing Bravo-wise as well as like the fans. So in March or April of last year, I was invited as a certified Bravo-holic to the Bravo headquarters where there were about 20 other people in the industry that love talking about Bravo on their podcast, radio show, like magazine 
and Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, so we got together. We got to meet Bravo Labs at the Bravo HQ. It was the best day ever. I definitely talked about that on a podcast. So go back and find it if you haven't listened to that one. And basically, that's when we realized that Bravo is going to utilize its power. Like it's it realizes its cult-like following, its love, you know, its tremendous love for its Bravo celebrities, and the fact that fans of Bravo are unique ones, you know, they're not like other networks. And their first thing was kind of to bring together like the Bravo influencers and be like, okay, we can also use you, you know, we'll give you sneak peeks of things so you can tell your followers like all this stuff. So it was a really great opportunity and also amazing for me to be recognized as one. And yeah, I have to thank VPR for that and VPR can thank me. But anyway, uh, shortly thereafter, they were like, there's going to be a Bravo con. And I was like, shit, what? That's crazy. And they said, we're going to be getting press passes. That was so exciting. You know that something's going to happen, but it seems like so far away. So you're almost like, oh, that's like going to be in like never. But then it rolls around and that's what happened to me with Bravo con. And I was like, oh shit, it's coming up. Like, and I'm going alone because I have one press pass and I didn't really know how to picture it and I picture it kind of like a mingling thing and and no it wasn't you guys it was a massive massive thing and I have some anxiety that's not always so amazing for me to feel like I'm alone and go to places alone and in a crowd and and overwhelming but I have to say like y'all were with me y'all supported me I did it like I was so proud of myself you know the fucking high you get when you do something that scares you there is nothing like it there's nothing like it so I got the wristband to my house a few days before I had never been to a music festival before I freaking got that shit so tight on me those who follow me saw this on my stories I deserve it it's motherfucking karma because I was showing off my fucking wristband being like oh my god and like then boom couldn't take it off then some of you DM me that it says in the fucking BravoCon facts like who reads facts that you can't get it off once you tighten it and me trying to play with it to get it off just tightened it more and my circulation was stopping and I was gonna die and it was so awful you guys that day that I cried legit tears. It was not a comfortable situation. Husband and I watched YouTube videos of how to get it the fuck off. And we tried uh, the straw method. It didn't work. We tried the twist and pull. It didn't work. Just got it tighter on me. Couldn't breathe. And finally, we did the bag method, which by the way, the bag hack works. Look it up if you ever have this issue. So finally, I got it off, but it's still not like usable because it has to be on your wrist and I couldn't get it back on my wrist. But I was like, let's deal with that in a minute. And that's sort of how I took BravoCon 2. There are There were three whole days planned, the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three different venues in New York, three giant different venues from literally the morning till night every single day. And I was like, even trying to look at the schedule overwhelms the shit out of me. Like I need to take it day by day, decide what I'm going to, you know, be easy on myself, allow myself to like feel it through, go to what I want, like whatever. The first day I knew I wanted to go to the Southern Charm panel. You guys know I love Southern Charm. After I finished Vanderpump Rules, I asked everyone like what the next show I need to get on. Everyone said without a doubt Southern Charm. To be honest, it took a while for it to kind of pick up for me. Like from the beginning, I was like, okay, I definitely see the potential in this. Like definitely going to watch it. But also like I'm used to everyone cheating and having sex like in the first episode, like from Vanderpump. So can we speed this along? (laughs) 
<laughs> but obviously I grew into it. I'm on season five now, so I'm not completely up to date, but I'm like pretty up to date. And I love it. I love Southern Charm. They're such a good gang. And I knew I had to go to this panel. And oh, let's just backtrack there for a minute. So uh, for those who know, I am scared of elevators as well as other things, but that's one of the things. And I get to a Hammerstein Ballroom and I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't have to worry about an elevator at this event. It's like in the ballroom. You walk in, there's a ballroom. Nope. It was in like the smaller ballroom, which is still giant on floor seven. And I didn't take the elevator. I walked up the fucking stairs and was sweating my life. Okay. In the winter in New York, you're with your coat, you're with your bag, you're with your hat, you're with all your shit. Okay. You feel like a schlepper. You're constantly schlepping around, okay? Schlepping around up seven flights of stairs after you've been sent to two different venues to get your press wristband fixed. Yep, that's me. That's what happened to me. I was you know, shuttled around the city. Like, oh no, you have to go to there. Oh no, you have to go here. I'm like, oh no prob. It's just four avenues and I'm wearing uncomfortable boots. And you know, when you come up, so like I came up to the like guest services and I'm like, so I fucked up my wristband. Like obviously never been to a festival and like thought people would laugh and like kind of vibe with me. No one did. You know, when you try to be cute, no one thinks you're cute. Then you feel paranoid about it. You're like, no one's laughing. No one's into me. Everyone hates me, but they actually don't care and don't have the time. That's what it felt like. Um, so I fucking haul up seven flights of stairs and seven giant flights of stairs. Okay. You guys, I'm not a lazy bee. I walk up in stairs my whole life because of being afraid of elevators and also being so fed bam. Um, this was a hefty seven flights of stairs to be hauling up after you've walked the entire city with uncomfortable boots with your fucking coat in your hand, sweating already, having gone to the bathroom 17 times because you're so nervous that day or because you drank celery juice. Like, I'm not sure which one. So anyway, I get up there sweating more than I was expecting, hotter than I was expecting, heart beating faster than I was expecting with a fuller venue than I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't know what to expect, but I walked into craziness where I was like swallowed into the crowd. I was given a seat somewhere in between people. So like, excuse me, sorry, sorry, excuse me. No, I need to be in an aisle, motherfucker. I need to fight or flight. If I need to flight, I need to flight the fuck out of there. Um, that's by the way, how I explain anxiety to people that don't know what it is. I'm like, okay, so you know when there were cavemen and a bear would attack them so they'd either run for their fucking lives and have so much adrenaline they'd like be Superman or they'd have to like fight with a tree and they'd also be Superman. So that's anxiety. Ta-da! Except your flight isn't from a giant bear and your fight isn't from the bear trying to kill you. It's from sweating in a large um, venue that's really hot with a lot of people, but your body actually feels like it's going to fight a bear and that's not normal. That's anxiety. Fun, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back all about the Southern Charm panel at BravoCon. Today, I want to tell you guys about FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products that get sent straight to your doorstep each season. I got my fall box and a few things I loved were the Anthropology Travel Yoga Mat, 
the Wander Beauty Baggage Claim Gold Eye Mask, which if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw me trying it on on my stories as a FabFitFun member. You can also customize the box and choose products that match your lifestyle. And members also receive access to on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV. In addition to the box, members gain access to flash sales. It's $39.99 instead of $49.99. And by the way, that $49.99 box always has a value of over $200. You go to fatfitfun.com and when you check out, you use Not Skinny for $10 off your first box. That is Not Skinny for $10 off your first box at www.fatfitfun.com. Don't you ever just want to like buy yourself a gift because you're a queen and you deserve one? Or since the holidays are coming up, actually buy a gift for like the people you love, but also probably for yourself. Okay, because there's a brand called No Emmy. They make beautiful, luxurious, amazing quality jewelry for prices you can actually afford. You can also custom make things. You can engrave. And if you don't like it, you can return it. It was really hard for me to decide what I wanted because there were so many different options that were actually affordable, which is insane. And I could tell were amazing quality. I got the single mini Chua diamond earring for my second hole. And it is so cute. It came in the perfect gift box for myself with a ribbon and then one box open and then another one and then another one and I could immediately tell that it was just like this amazing quality it was shining bright like a diamond because it is a diamond okay and totally totally affordable to get $50 off your first purchase go to hellonoemmy.com slash not skinny and use promo code not skinny to get $50 off your first purchase so it's already an amazing price get another $50 off like get yourself a freaking diamond just go to hello noemmy n-o-e M-I-E dot com slash not skinny. And don't forget to use promo code not skinny for $50 off your first purchase. All right, you guys. So just seeing those guys put a smile on my face. I'm obsessed with Craig, like FY the fuck I. He follows me on Instagram. And if I didn't have husband, I'd be sliding and slithering on in. And let me tell you something about that. I am with my husband like before there were Instagram DMs, maybe even from before there were Instagram. It's been 10 years, so I don't remember. But so I never experienced sliding and slithering on in and Instagram DMs. And it seems like such a crazy world because Instagram just allows you to connect with so many people that it basically became like the best dating website. Like, I don't know, slide on in, like whatever. Zac Efron may answer you. He may not. Why not try? You know, like you never fucking know who you can come in contact with. And I didn't know that Craig follows me because I didn't want Southern Charm. So like, I didn't know who he was. And then I was like, um, hello. Okay. You're so cute. And I do love Craig. He actually is my favorite. I think he's a good guy. I think he's down to earth. I think he means well. He has really good intentions. Even at the panel, you know, the moderator asked who had an orgy. He didn't raise his hand. I don't know. It's just like, he just seems like such a good 
guy. He also said he's five months off Adderall. Hooray, Craigie. To that, Shep said, if you don't have a test to study for it, don't take Adderall. By the way, you guys, I never took Adderall, so... I don't even know what it's about. Cam was talking about how we're never going to see her pregnant again, which, you know, I really appreciate Cam's openness and honesty about pregnancy because I think in on television and movies, we just see everyone wanting to be pregnant and like wanting to be a mom and like born to be a mom and like so excited. And it's not like that for everyone. And I can super relate to Cam's like struggles with, you know, wanting to even get pregnant and um, her husband wanting it and her also wanting to never regret it. And, and I think it was like the, the, the thing that I most loved about her is really like that, part of her that she opened up about because there wasn't much that she opened up about let's be honest on the show aside from her ability to eat like a fucking truck driver and be skinny a a fucking f so she's not gonna get pregnant again palmer is gonna be um a single uh what's it called uh only child Hope she's not spoiled. Cam actually asked Austin if he plans on marrying Madison and that if he's not, then he's fucking wasting his time. So I'm not up to that part, but that caused some major hoo-ha in the crowd. I could tell it was a big deal. Also, just from seeing um, Austin's response, which was kind of shady, it was kind of like, well, you know, like, I don't know, like Madison's a whole lot of woman or something. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like if you were dating someone, that is not the response you would want them to have about marrying you. So Shep turned 40 this year. The moderator asked how 40's treating him. He said, who? <laughs> Which like, I know he's done some shitty shit this year. And again, I don't know about it yet because I haven't watched uh, season six, even though I did see like his fucked up thing to that homeless person on the street that was fucked up. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not there yet, so I can't hate him. And with reality television stars, like, I don't really hate anyone. I sort of am watching them like these characters that, you know, obviously I would judge them way harder if they were like friends in my life or something. But I'm just like, let them do their thing and let us watch them and like see that they're awful or not. But I feel like Shep does have redeeming qualities. So I you know, waiting to see how badly he fucks up. The boys also said that the housewives like to get frisky, like when they met them, which I feel like is probably Ramona. They also said the three of them, actually, Craig Austin and Shep, admitted to hooking up with another Bravo celebrity, which most of you DM me um, that it's probably Sheena. (laughs) So would definitely want to know about that. Oh, I think shit goes down in Summer House, season four of Summer House. I think they visit and I think shit goes down. Definitely going to be watching that. Shep also said he slides back into fans DMs. So if you guys want to give it your best shot, Slytherin and slide on in, you guys. He also said he is actually hooked up with fans. Ah! Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Catherine is single. She said she's looking for a Harry Potter type in a guy, someone with glasses, she said. And I was like, stay away from my fucking husband, which by the way, like for those who've seen him on my stories, he has glasses. So obviously, um, and black hair. So you're immediately like oh Harry Potter but also like he's actually been called Harry Potter like people have said he looks like him so stay away Catherine Pat is the only one who joined the Mile High Club which is funny she also talked about um, her butler Michael he literally went to butler school in London and Ireland you guys and Pat made a joke that he makes more than the president of the United States but like really I need to know how much he makes 
Oh, they were asked if anyone had sex at Pat's house. Shep and Catherine raised their hand. So Catherine, we know, had sex with Whitney. uh, But Shep, when the frick did Shep have sex there? No, I need to know. Anyway, I love the Southern Charm Bunch. I think they're so lovely and they're so cute. I ran out when there was the photo op because that was too much for me. Literally, the lines were wrapping around. It was freaking insane. But I'm really glad I saw that panel. I think they were super honest and super cute. Again, I just want to say thank you so much to my followers, my podcast listeners for really being with me during BravoCon this weekend. Like, I can't even tell you how true it is when I say this. You were with me during BravoCon. Like if I was by myself and didn't, you know, feel like I wanted to share content with my best internet friends, then I would be like even more weirded out. But because I was like, I'm here to do a job, motherfucker. I need to share with my peoples, okay? Um, So it made me feel a lot, a lot better. And another thing I have to say is that really the best part of BravoCon for me was seeing you guys there. Like the people that I met that follow me, it just you know, is so surreal to meet you guys in real life. And sometimes I do around the city and that's super fun. But at this event where we're there, you know, sharing this similar interest um, and, and meeting you guys and taking some photos, getting stuck in the bathroom, talking to you was the best part because then I didn't have to go up to the motherfucking crowd. Okay, okay. Okay, second day of BravoCon, knew from the beginning what I wanted to do and that was to go to the VPR panel where they were showing wait for it season eight premiere episode oh my god cannot contain the excitement cannot contain let's not forget to mention that tom fucking sandoval showed up to day one of BravoCon in full drag <sighs> yes he full <laughs> you guys he showed up in full drag and no one knew why we didn't know did he you know lose a bet I don't know. Did he uh, want to tell us something? I don't know. Are you alluding to something that happens in season eight? Again, did you lose a bet? Um, he called himself Visa Manderhump. So obviously he looked amazing. Obviously it's, you know, a wow, a shock factor, a freaking like attention, head turning thing. But then again, we need to know why. Why'd you do that? Why'd you show up to BravoCon like that? It was the day before their panel, so I wasn't there to see it live. But um, Ariana then said in her stories that she was actually supposed to dress up in the tux like she did for uh, Tom and Katie's wedding. But then she didn't. So it's kind of like, what is that explanation? Like you kind of did, but you kind of didn't. Like you were supposed to, but then... You stuck Tom doing it by himself. Anyway, you know what? I do love it. Obviously, I fucking loved it. He looked amazing and go him. We just kind of want to know, like, are we just going to let this slide by with no further explanation or what? Anyway, day two, BravoCon, Vanderpump Rules, get there. Go to the motherfucking first row, you guys. Like I should be. Hashtag VPR ambassador. I was so excited and I realized like, wow, my love for this is so real. Like this is my baby. Like VPR is my baby. They started by literally screening the first episode of season eight. 
watching it with a room full of thousands of Vanderpump Rule fans was surreal. We laughed together. I feel like we shed some tears together. There were a lot of humorous moments. There were a lot of gasps. Like it was just like an experience to watch it with such a big crowd. Also, imagine you guys, um, I've watched the Vanderpump Rules about seven years late. This is my first time seeing it. Well, A, before everyone, because the first episode of season eight comes out in January. But it was just surreal to be watching something current and not something that is seven years old. I actually came into this season kind of um, thinking I'm going to hate the new people. And I was like, wow, like I hate when shows bring on new people. Like no way they're going to be good. No way they're going to like blend in. No way they're going to like sell me on this. Like I don't like new people. But I have to say the three new people, there is a Max, there is a Brett, and there is a Dana, I think, if I'm saying her name right, or Dania. (laughs) Um, They killed it. Like, they blended in, melded in, molded in. Like, they just... Like it it worked. It worked. I'm going to give some spoilers now. So for those who don't want to listen, close your ears. But actually, um, so this bread guy dated like a huge YouTube star. He's feeling himself hard. We got a new server, Raquel, uh, which is kind of weird because she wasn't on the panel. She was like in the audience with Bo and Ken. And I was like, oh, and Sheena's new boyfriend was in the audience too. Uh, So immediately upon opening the first season, Lisa says that uh, Katie, Lala, Ariana, and Brittany, uh, open quotation marks, no longer work at Sir. Dudes, we knew they don't work at Sir. But now it's at least official. We cannot pretend anymore. Lisa also said later on the panel, she was like, Lala can't get off a fucking PJ and Camosas at Sir. Like, let's be fucking honest. Jax looked really good. His Botox is really good. This season, we're definitely going to find out what happened between Tom and Jax. But there was a little foreshadowing to it in the first episode. First of all, it's hilarious because Tom and Ariana bought that house that they bought and it was kind of like for them symbolic of their relationship because they're not going to get married and have kids which is like sad kind of to me because like again I've talked about this before like I feel like Ariana might be a hundo on that but I feel like Tom isn't and he's sort of doing what she wants but it's like what if someone told you they never want to marry you or have kids with you it's just like hard to accept so like he must love her a lot or like I don't fucking know but that's like a hard pill to swallow so buying the house was their kind of like show of commitment to each other and I think they didn't really like it that Jax did it and Katie and Tom did it right after them but also it's fucking funny because the houses are identical you guys like identical you have to see it we were all cracking up. It was amazing. Um, but I think that the Jackson Tom like rivalry this season, and also because we know that Jackson followed him or blocked him or whatever, has to do with the fact that Tom, you know, uh, was chosen as best man. I think he was really busy doing his own shit and Tom Tom and with his new house that he wasn't available for for self-proclaimed Groomzilla Jax, who said on the first episode, I'm not trying to make it about me. But it is about me. 
by Mr. Jack's motherfucking Taylor. I love that because sometimes it's true. It just is about you. You're not trying to make it about you. We also see a lot of foreshadowing and beginning of what happened between Stasi. Katie and Kristen, which like we kind of all figured because at the end of the seventh season, we saw the beginning to this, which is, you know, Kristen has this fucked up relationship with Carter and the girls are kind of very judgmental of it because, you know, she's telling them she's like over him, wants to like break up with him. They're not actually together, but he still lives in her house and they still have sex and he still like milks her for all she's worth and plays video games all day. And I guess Stassi and Katie are very judgmental of it and Kristen doesn't want to hear it. I think they're just fucking over that, which I can kind of understand. I feel like we've all had that friend that we, you know, give advice to, that we are there for, that we listen to all day, but she just keeps on doing dumb shit and you're like, then whatever, like fuck off. Um, but I kind of feel bad for Kristen because she's like constantly crying, constantly upset. Obviously, he doesn't know what the fuck to do with her life um, and with her relationship. And it doesn't help when your friends are being super, super, super hard on you. And especially when your friends are, you know, kind of bitchy like Stasi. But Stasi did say that she's grown a lot and she doesn't know if the person she's growing, that she's hopefully growing into, can be friends with someone who isn't growing. Boom. That is fucking deep, you guys. Oh, my God. For real. You know, about Stasi, I know that so many people love her. And if you watch the recaps of, you know, the seven seasons that I've done of Vanderpump, she was my, you know, main bitch. I loved her uh, liners. I loved, you know, how sassy she is. She's witty. She could be funny. I just feel like following her on Instagram kind of maybe brought that down for me uh, because I don't see any of that. You know, I see kind of like the basic bitch stuff, which is great, but it's not as funny as her, like how, you know, punchy she is on the show. But let's see. Let's see if this season kind of brings back that love for me. But anyway, regarding their houses, uh, like I said, Ariana and Tom are kind of like feel like they did it first, you know, and everyone copied them. Ariana even said that it just goes to show that some people are leaders in this world and some people are followers, followers. And now we know who is who. But, you know, uh, regarding the girls' fight, it was really sweet because Kristen and, and Stassi met up, like, on the first episode. And Kristen just, you know, started crying and told Stassi how much she misses her and said she just wants to secretly judge people and have lunch and stuff. <laughs> Which, since this happened on the first episode, I'm assuming this doesn't mean all is well. There's probably going to be more shit that goes down because later on in the first episode, Tom and Katie have like a housewarming in their new house, which obviously Tom Schwartz wears his muumu, which I love. And Tom Sandoval wears a onesie and uh, the new people are there. And Sheena has that tight ass half pony, which like what is going on? Like, no, babe. And of course, she's already hooked up with like the two new guys and like they're calling her boy crazy and she's like crying and then I like feel bad and the new girl is like hooking up with the new guy but she's like what's going on with Sheena and it's just gonna be a shit show you guys it's gonna be a fucking shit show by the way the new girl that that Dana girl or whatever um we actually know do you guys remember the episode where the boys go to the Mondrian and someone brings like girls back and then Jackson Bo like call Stassi and Brittany and like tell them so the girl that goes into the bathroom with Peter Madrigal bless his fucking heart is the new girl which 
which is funny. And she was actually funny because she said she didn't actually hook up with Peter. And she said, I'm pretty sure I'd remember the first time I made out with a pirate. <laughs> ah, which killed me. That's so funny. So like I said, I was super shocked because I was sure that new people are always bad, but they're not. And I felt bad for Sheena because the boys did call her uh, boy crazy. And she's like, I'm not boy crazy. Um, And it was really sad for a moment. Um, The moderator then when they came out on the panel asked who gets the worst edit. And Sheena was like me. And she might she might get a bad edit. But Stassi said that Katie gets a bad edit, which um, is something to think about because they don't really show all of Katie's sides. And I feel like she has more going on than just the surface. But Bo is going to be on this season. He is really sweet. He had some funny things to say about Stasi, just like how creepy her love for, you know, death is. And Stasi actually reminded me why I liked her because she said something fucking hysterical. What she say? Oh, she said that at her funeral, she wants uh, to taxidermy herself and for people to take pictures with her. And then she's going to do it on purpose so that Sheena can take it with like her good side. Anyway, it was freaking hilarious. Listen, the first episode of season eight was amazing, you guys. You're going to die. You're going to shit your pants. You're going to pee from excitement. I was blown away. I was beaming. I was, you know, re- remembered like what my love is in this life. And it's Vanderpump fucking rules. Then the cast came out. James Kennedy says he's five months sober. Really hope it's true. Lala is like a year sober which is crazy. Like I mentioned, Jax admitted to being a groomzilla, which is a nice, uh, that he was a groomzilla and, and sort of alluded to the fact that, you know, before their wedding came up, Jax probably used the fact that he's getting married as an excuse for everything, which we could easily imagine. Um, when asked about pregnancy, the girls said that they all have like a pregnancy pact, which probably means that when one gets pregnant, everyone gets pregnant. Stasi said that her and Lala had their first falling out because Stasi wants her bridesmaids uh, to wear white. And Lala at first was like telling her how tacky it is and that it's mad dumb but then Lala stylist told Lala to do it that it's like the cool thing to do so they um, had their first fight about it which like I really hope some of this shit is filmed because I feel like two friends and two powerful people like like those two girls like type A's getting married or engaged at the same time and like sort of planning a wedding is going to be it's going to be a lot, but Stasi is going to be a TV wedding. Um, and we know she wants to get married in Italy, which like, how does she have so much money? Let's talk about that for a second, because I don't think Bo is like Mr. Rich, which that's something I liked about Stasi. She never dated men like for money. And I know she's doing well for herself, but like you got to do really well to be like doing a destination wedding in Rome, unless like, you know, the show is paying for, for a lot of it or paying, you know, for fucking lot of it. Katie and James hugged it out on stage. That was exciting. It was fucking hilarious because the moderator asked the cast if anyone believes Jax that he lived with Channing Tatum. Everyone said no. Legit everyone, you guys. Um, And he's like, I did. And Brittany's like, I'm his wife. So like, I have to believe him. And everyone else was like, 
Stasi said um, he probably saw him once on the street and like that's it. So I felt bad for him. Like imagine just everyone thinking you're a pathological liar. Kristen is writing a book about being crazy. Schwartz wore sandals with socks, you guys. Stasi was feeling herself. Um, you can definitely tell her boob reduction. She was wearing probably Kim Kardashian's body tape to hold them in. You know, it was so awkward. The moderator asked the cast, okay, she goes, who's the most famous here? So awkward silence for a second. And then everyone kind of said Stasi, like, oh, Stasi, ah, Stasi, 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 Stasi. And then uh, Stasi, and then they asked Stasi, and she's like, well, me. And then they asked Lisa, and Lisa was like, oh, I don't pick favorites, but okay, Stasi. So awkward, right? Then the moderator didn't think that was enough awkward. So she yells to the crowd, who's the most famous here? One, two, three. Everyone, Stassi. So I know most of you also feel the same way. But um, for me, that's kind of fucking weird. Like, first of all, that the moderator asked that. And second of all, that there's such a huge, you know, disparity (laughs) between Stassi and the rest of the cast. Like, hello, like there are other people there. Damn it. And that she's a little feeling herself too hard, I think. Anyway... I don't know, you guys. The The first episode, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what you guys think of the first episode. I was obsessed. I, again, remembered my love for the show. I loved seeing the cast on stage. Like I said, it was kind of the Stasi show. Uh, Ariana didn't really speak. Tom Sandoval didn't really speak. Tom Schwartz didn't really speak. It was basically, you know, Stasi, a little bit of Jax, Sheena yelling out here and there, um, happy for her. She has a new boyfriend. But yeah, it wasn't so collaborative. And then uh, found out that Stasi on her Bravo, she had um, her own kind of event at BravoCon. She had a huge announcement. She's having a new show. I think it's a digital show, basically Stasi. So yeah, she's getting all the love in the world uh, from Bravo and from the fans. And she's, she's hustling, babes. Uh, I'm going to be right back and tell you guys about the rest of BravoCon. Okay, so next, that night, the same freaking night I went to the VPR panel, there was a VPR after party DJed by none other than James motherfucking Kennedy, who also didn't speak really at the panel, by the way. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't usually go to parties by myself. Again, really hard for me to like wrap my head around it, but knew I had to do it. It's one of those things like if you don't go, you'll regret it. If you go, as long as I know that I can leave, if I don't like it, there's an escape route, there's a flight, there's a fight. I can motherfucking do it. You guys empowered me. The amount of messages I got from you pulled me through this entire weekend. I don't have words. I really don't have words for you guys as a support system is crazy. So I went by myself. Um, I will say fucking rocked my new bodysuit from Zara that I started the hashtag bodysuit epidemic. Didn't wear it yet. You guys been through it with me. Finally brought it the fuck out get to there. It's a motherfucking rave. Like it's a motherfucking party. It's insane. What am I even doing there? What do I do? Run to the bathroom. Meet two of you guys. 
that was the best part. Get a freaking tequila soda because duh. And um, yeah, what now? What the fuck now, you guys? So many of you were so shocked that I even went to this kind of a party because like I don't go out to these kinds of parties. Shocked that I went by myself. <laughs> like it's just so many levels of shook a thing. You know what I mean? And like what was really interesting is like Bravo named this a VPR after party with the cast, but the cast was in a VIP area that even I as press couldn't get into the VIP area. It was just them and executives of Bravo. So, and then slowly at some point they started bringing them out. So they brought out Jax, right? And there was a line of people screaming, trying to get pictures with him and like security yelling, stay back. And I was like, fuck you. I am not waiting in a line to meet Jax, you know, like with all due respect and there is respect. No, Sree, Bob. So I didn't wait around to meet them. I felt a little bit of guilt about it uh, because I am hard on myself. So it's sort of like you went, you did this, you got this, and then you didn't wait. Uh, but, you know, I met some of them on my podcast and um, I'm very friendly with others like on social. So we'll be okay. We'll be okay, you guys. We'll always get more. But I really, again, just want to thank you for your support during BravoCon. It was crazy. Like Bravo is definitely going to do this again. For those of you living in Las Vegas and LA, I kind of heard that they might be doing one or two there. Like there is no way this wasn't a huge success for them. There is no reason why they wouldn't do it again. You know what I mean? Like this was insane. The power of Bravo is insane. So yeah, I didn't go all day, every day. I didn't make it to every single event. But for me, I did what was important to me. I did what I planned on doing. And that was enough and a lot. And I am excited for the rest of my relationship with this channel for with my um, obsession with VPR is going to continue through season eight. I am still binging on Southern Charm. I am trying to pull through and find time to watch New Jersey Housewives. It's going to be a really good season and, you know, power to everyone who came to BravoCon, power to you for keeping up through my updates, through other accounts updates. And, you know, if you didn't make it to this one, I am sure there is going to be another one. So don't you worry your little Bravo obsessed tush about it. I want to also really shout out to everyone again for being so understanding and for, um, you know, wow, I can't even explain to you guys how important it is and how moving it is and how, like I couldn't have done it without you and you were there with me at every moment at BravoCon and um, you know those types of events are a little bit less for me specifically but when something's important enough you'll do everything and you will prove to yourself that you are able and that is like the power of that is your power that is you know you, that you are able to do something that you are um, set out to do and you can prove to yourself that you can do anything so that is amazing thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for uh, being part of my journey thank you to Padlomerit for producing and editing my show and um, I will see you guys next Tuesday yeah yeah rate and review rate and review please rate and review the podcast I need to get to 500 ratings like yesterday so everyone who's listening finish listening kiss the phone five stars rate 
review, love me. I love you. For updates about any celeb stuff that happened this week, since this was a BravoCon episode, you can always uh, follow me on Instagram at not skinny but not fat. Check my stories. I update you there about everything. Okay. So don't you worry your little tush is. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.